One, two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. It is one of those special episodes where it's just me. I've got a lot of really interesting things. This is basically like six weeks of insight packed into, I usually go 10 to 15 minutes on these. Don't like hearing my voice that much. I like hearing enough that I would start my own podcast, but I don't need to go for uh, three hours. So a lot happened and I've traveled quite a bit. The first thing that I just wanted to bring up and just get out of the way is AMZ United. This was the Amazon seller conference that we decided to launch, I think I might really in April. And then we went live in August. The event was in August. We marketed it starting in May and, you know, you know, I did a little initial blast and we had 250 attendees the first weekend when they saw what we were doing, creating a conference for wholesale sellers that it was the first of its kind where we kind of professionalize this part of the industry. And there was a lot of really big sellers. Over half the room were seven figure sellers. That is unusual. And so that means the people that you're talking to, like they've been in the trenches for a little while. They know what it takes. And I was kind of floored. I was floored by the overall experience of Ames United. It really did well. We had 700 attendees. And I mean, I was chatting with people all day long, sometimes even uh, creating a little crowd around me. Uh, a lot of podcast listeners, thank you so much for coming. I'll be um, <laughs> once towards the end of the day, I was talking with someone and I actually had to hide some emotions coming out of me. You know, I was listening to a guy and this was probably one of like 20, 30 uh, podcast listeners that had come up and talked to me. And I don't know, it just kind of hit me the overall effort that I launched this podcast four years ago and to see where it's gone and ultimately got to meet a lot of listeners in person. So thank you guys for coming. Thank you for all the people that, you know, that flew over the ocean and for the people that some people just drove around, drove an hour. We, we chose a spot that is a center of a lot of Amazon sellers, uh, New Jersey and Brooklyn and New York, you know, the tri-state area right there. We knew we got the location right, but a lot of people flew in. So thank you everyone for coming. Every service provider was blown away by the quantity and quality of people showing up. These are... I would say quality in terms of passionate founders of, you know, Amazon selling businesses. There's a difference, you know, you can get, I went to a very different conference, like the complete opposite of this just a few days ago in San Diego. I'll actually touch on that in a second, but there's something to be said about talking with the owners of a business. They do care and they do care who they work with and they're going to ask the right questions because uh, every little thing that they do, they want to get a return on investment of. And I totally, you know, believe in that. So thank you everyone for coming. The content, we had about 20 speakers and I did speak on repricing. I thought I did a better job than I usually do. I'm hoping I can get a few of those presentations on the podcast. You know, I'll just like do a quick intro and release it as is if I get permission because they were really good. And I don't say this lightly, like it pushes the industry forward to have people talking about the strengths and weaknesses of the business 
so that whether you're new or you're growing, you know what pitfalls to avoid. And because there's a, there's a lot of pitfalls. If you're a wholesale reseller, you know, sometimes brands don't want to work with you. And so to do this in above board way means a lot to me. It means the ways of avoiding the hammer that Amazon sometimes throws around willy nilly, but a lot of uh, just great insights all around. I heard some amazing things and, you know, even before the show happened, people were thanking me just for gathering this. So that it doesn't go to me. Yeah, we saw an opportunity. We knew no one was addressing this audience and we did our best job. So it's likely to continue into the future because that was overwhelmingly the, the opinions of people. And can't wait to release a little bit, you know, a few of the presentations here on the podcast. Now, there's a few events that I think are worth talking about. I went to one that is the opposite of that. Uh, I went to, it's, there's this company called Cleveland Research Company. They do research, kind of consumer research, like all sorts of stuff. And who is a part of their world? It's actually global brands. They offer like consumer e-commerce, uh, industry, and retail uh, research for these global brands. Think if you're Crayola or shoot, like Cargill. I got so many of these brands, like I had, I didn't know them immediately, but I was like, oh, I've seen you everywhere. Like Henkel, H-E-N-K-E-L. Henkel, they, they do like adhesives, basically glue. And, you know, again, they're just like a global brand. So a lot of uh, really big things. Here's three things that stood out to me when I was talking with them and seeing, you know, the, the presentations is, is they care a lot about brand control. You know, that's why this is the opposite of AMZ United is sometimes they'll be at odds with each other. I appreciate both sides of the coin. I've been a reseller for many years and there still are so many brands that actually like the sellers on Amazon and there's some that don't and everywhere in between. And some of those brands that are looking for control are actually looking for a, a roster of sellers you know, one, two, three, just people that they can trust and then they can work with. You know, like I said, every brand has their own strategy. I do feel for them as they all complain about selling on Amazon vendor. That's vendor central. That's when you, sometimes people call that like you're a 1P brand. Man, it just sounds hard. It sounds like you don't have a lot of control. Then two other things that stood out to me is they really care about knowing about consumer trends. Like what's the difference between millennials and Gen Z? When you operate on such a massive level, you know, the differences between you know generation actually could be a direction you move your business. So that was kind of cool to to see. And then they there was a lot of stuff that a lot of presentations about content and managing you know images and descriptions because these brands are on Home Depot, they're on they're very omni-channel. And they're not just Amazon focused, but like Amazon usually is who they care about the most, getting it right. And the other channels are meaningful for them. So content, which is very hard when you have thousands of SKUs and, you know, lots of different e-commerce ways to optimize for. Okay. Now tomorrow's event. Uh, no, it's in two days. Actually tomorrow, by the time you're hearing this, it'll, it's, it's on Wednesday. That's the Amazon Accelerate, an Amazon focused event. I went to the early days when... Amazon was like on an invite only was inviting what they what do they call it strategic sellers. This is like 2014, 2015. They used to have a, a conference. Now they've kind of just opened it up. I think that's probably a good move on their end. You know, let the attendees that are excited to actually be there 
improve the access to everyone. And I think it might actually be sold out, but looking forward to it. Last year they started, they, I think they're turning this into like a yearly like announcement, what they've been working on. So expect a few new features inside of Amazon. Actually, I think it was tailored to audiences that first really started pushing last year and they've made some improvements there. So I'd expect an update definitely on that end. So, you know, if you're there, come say hi again. <laughs> Smart Scout is sponsoring sellers in Seattle. It's kind of an after party. I think there's a casino night. Seems like there's a casino night everywhere. So it should be an interesting one, especially when Amazon is in the room there. There's a sense of authority. You know, you can actually get access to new Amazon programs. I'm definitely going to hit that up. I love seeing, you know, the new initiatives that Amazon has. Usually the first in time that the initiative comes out, it whiffs. But watch out for when they pivot. Like that was how small and light, small and light whiffed. And then it pivoted into something much more interesting. Now, small and light is actually now leaving. That's another story. Probably should uh, talk with someone that's going to affect more. Small and light, like I can't jump into that, but they are removing the, the program altogether kind of sad, but they're rolling in some of the benefits into general FBA. Like if you have a product that's under $10, the FBA fees are going to be a little bit lower. Now, just a few other things I want, I think are exciting to talk about. I like talking about, as you know, I write a newsletter a few times a month and one question came in that was pretty interesting. Someone that had worked for a Amazon seller that they were issuing options stock options. So like this, this seller had received a sizable investment. And so they were kind of already on the VC path and, you know, they want to reward with employees. And he wanted to ask like, how valuable is this? Well, that kind of brings me into a bigger picture of like, would I invest in an Amazon seller? And as I thought about it and seeing sellers that have struggled and I've seen sellers that uh, like, you know, aggregators are are crashing. Benetago just filed for bankruptcy after raising 300 million. And then, you know, Pharmapax also bankruptcy. And then one other seller that I know they've had challenges. I can't speak to every, I really don't fully know. Caspian, they were public and I think they're delisting. So they're no longer going to be public, but like, it's like, would I invest in an Amazon seller and why? Well, there is one Amazon seller focused business that did go public and I, you know, I would invest in it and that's Anchor. They do a lot of uh, electronics and have a very sharp, you know, private label business so much so that they're starting to grow into general retail. You'll see Anchor and Best Buy now, a very thoughtful private label brand. But here's why I think they're interesting. They issue dividends. They have issued, I think, two dividends already. That means that they are paying back investors. So when it comes to an Amazon seller, there's only one number that I want to look at, and that's net profit. I don't think selling on Amazon is a high enough gross margin business that it's growth at all costs. Look at the aggregators, look at PharmaPaks, who did the growth at all costs, and you can see how, you know, that doesn't last very long. You have to have your economics, you need to be profitable now. If you're not profitable now, then get profitable now. I think you should have profit-led growth in this business more than any other, you know, like if you're, if you're selling software or, you know, you got some other weird business types that like, you know, you could do some like growth at all costs, but 
I think for Amazon, you know, profit-led is is the smartest and it's the safest. And hopefully you get to a scale where that can actually be an advantage or a tail end for you. So when it comes to investing in someone, I'd be like, well, are you profitable now? If not, well, you know, you can find other people that will give you money, but I'm not going to. So that's my approach. And I think it's a very interesting question. A lot of, you know, Amazon businesses will sell, uh, they could exit, their valuation is based like say three, four times um, net profits, sometimes less, sometimes a lot more. If, you get, if you're a larger seller, you actually command a higher multiple, uh, as you've probably heard that, you know, if you are bringing in 50 million of net profit a year, well, that's probably more valuable to the right types of buyers. So I look at all those, those things. And actually, if you have any questions on this, I love piecing apart this and I've even paid analysts to like <laughs> analyze some small Amazon sellers and because I don't fully understand how to read, you know, quarterly reports and whatnot, but I like to know the conclusions. All right. Now, the final thing I want to talk about is just some of the updates on Amazon. I think there was a, a recent quarter, their quarterly report is that they've grown. Amazon beat forecasts in Q2 and they grew about 9% year over year. So what that always says to me, I probably said this on the podcast, I'm going to say it again, that what Whatever you thought about the Amazon opportunity, maybe in 2020, 2021, when they were growing crazy, maybe even 2015, uh, maybe even just last year, at one point you peaked at what the opportunity was. Well, it's 10% bigger than what you just thought. In the last year, it's grown. So I don't care what people say about like, you know, saturated this or that. I'm like, the raw numbers tell you what it is. You know, there are some brands, there are some sellers. When I'm saying brands, you know, there's global brands that are doing north of 100 million on Amazon. Um, there are sellers that are doing tens of millions. So it is still the same opportunity. And, you know, Prime Day, after that happened, you know, Prime Day was actually very strong, seeing a lot of very, I called three or four people. I was going to put together like a Prime Day best practices. I could probably do a podcast now just off of the insights that people gave me, but it did really, really well. And, you know, it's, if you're at the tip of the spear, you know, Prime Day was a 10, 20x type of day for you. So that's my take on the current events. Look at us. We went to 17 minutes on this podcast, but if you were listening at 30% extra speed, you know, you're not even 15 minutes in and you're at the end. So thank you everyone for listening and thank you everyone for showing up at Ames United. That means a lot to me. It was a lot of fun and a lot of insights. Can't wait to share more of that with you guys. All right, we'll take care everyone and we'll catch you next time. One, two, three. Yeah.